three, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of Theoretically with Stuart Wilkins and Peyton Hutchins. Good evening, Peyton. Good evening. Or afternoon. Yeah. Good afternoon. It's about four o'clock. Is it? On a Sunday. All right. Um, we are coming back to you today with another episode. And we think today, yeah, episode four. Yeah, episode four. So today we are going to talk about what everyone is talking about. Uh, <laughs> Game stocks. Game stock, stop, stock, stock. Right. Market. Thanks. Anyway. Money. Money. We are going to talk about money. <laughs> and um, just a reminder, well, maybe a reminder, not really a reminder because I've never mentioned it before. We are on all platforms. Spotify, that's probably the biggest one. Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Um, what else? What's one on? I'm not sure. I, I, I didn't even listen to what you said. So, oh. <laughs> um, All of them. Yeah, pretty much almost all of them. We are on all we are on those platforms. So wherever you desire to listen, I do not believe we're on Stitcher though. So uh, check it out though. Um, yeah. So just remember to check that out. Like I said, we are on those platforms. Do it. And do so it. Uh, you know, we're really trying to grow. Reach out some. Do it. And so, <laughs> so anyway, just re- remember that, um, or just stick to whatever you're using. Um, Anyway, so today we're going to go ahead and start off. Like I said, we are talking about what a lot of people are talking about: the the crack in the system. Yeah, <laughs> the crack in the system that civilians have For real have put under <laughs> um, uh, Wall Street. So, Payton, uh, you have really been keeping up with this more than I have, and. Yeah, um, hold the line, bro. <laughs> and so, why don't you kind of elaborate on what's going on? And sure, yeah, all that's good stuff. Yeah, so I think everyone kind of knows what's going on, basically. But if you don't, the the main sort of deal that's been go- happening is um, hedge funds. These big hedge funds were short selling GameStop, and they were short selling over a hundred percent of stock available which i don't exactly know how that works but bottom line is they intentionally drive the price down and then they make money off of it and there is of course some sort of like technical traditional sort of like um i don't know what the word is you know you can't predict it it's sort of a formula for it so it's not a completely wild thing to do people do it all the time but basically Mm -hmm. is they borrow stock here they sell it and then, you know, they, they promise to give back the stock plus a certain amount. So they sell it as soon as they borrow it. They let the, pros, the, the price get absolutely demolished. Then they buy it back for really cheap. And then they give the stock back plus whatever interest. And then they keep the difference. So and that's all these hedge fund guys were doing that to just a ridiculous amount. Absolutely, absolutely ridiculous amount. So... A bunch of people on Reddit. I'm not exactly sure how whoever originated got the information that is there going is a. On, but from what I understand, there is an actual like Reddit page called Market or Wall Street. Wall Street bets. Bets. That's it. I think that's where it started. Um, I think so. I don't know who started it, but somehow, basically, a bunch of people yeah. who've been paying attention. <laughs> yeah, someone figured out that's what was going on, and said, "Okay, let's uh, let's everyone just go buy the stock to pump it up." 
and they were very open and explicit. They weren't like spreading false information. They weren't trying to say that GameStop was actually undervalued. They weren't creating any false reporting. They were just saying, hey, let's buy this so we can pump the stock up so we can screw these hedge fund managers on their short selling. <laughs> right. And so and they did. And Can you talk about kind of like what hedge fund people are? Can you explain who hedge fund people are? Dude, I barely even know, to be honest with you. Hedge fund definition. All right. Hedge fund, unlimited partnership of investors that use that uses high-risk methods such as investing with borrowed money in hopes of realizing large capital gains. But from what I understand, hedge fund, or there's a certain level of investing that you have to have a license or certification for. Yeah, and so what it's, it's borrowed money is the key there, yeah. right? So they do it on margin, right? So it's not like people it's not like people are giving these guys money and saying, "Hey, invest my money." These are dudes that are making money for a group of investors or a group of a corporation or something, and they, they do it um, with borrowed money. So they take on the debt and then they do it. So whenever they couldn't, whenever their strategy didn't pan out for them, they had to pay back all the all the money. It did not turn out turn out well. And to be honest, I don't know. I would love to know how it actually turned out because they, I know they got screwed at first because they probably got up and they couldn't buy it back for cheaper what they sold it for. But at some point, like they kept short selling to try to make back what they had, what they needed. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't know the timing on anything. So I don't know if holding the line actually means that like they're just screwed. I think that's what that means so i'm sure there's some kind of way around it because I, if that the, i'm not smart enough for <laughs> because i think what have i think what the what's the situation is currently is if the price drops back to what it should be to like five bucks then all the hedge fund guys are gonna just keep short selling it to back to that point and make back all the money yeah now the problem could be is if in the process of this, uh, you know, whatever the time period runs due for them and they have to pay back and they haven't been able to short sell to make it back. So that's why I think people are saying hold the line. They're like, okay, we got to keep make sure GameStop stays at 300 bucks or more or whatever a share so that these guys can't get back in the game. I think that's their plan. Um, and it's been very interesting to see so it has been that's a very good way of putting it very interesting very see. interesting because <laughs> it's like um, <clears throat> it's like is anyone in the wrong like not even like morally wrong but like legally wrong because there's a lot of debate about the ethics of the whole thing yeah but and honestly i don't even know all the, like the laws and rules and like regarding investing like because yeah. it's kind of like there's no asymmetric information, isn't it? Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, I don't think it's as cut and dry as like the speed limit's 55. Don't go past it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think it is, yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't think it's as cut and dry as that. Like, <clears throat> but yeah, no, I mean, like you said, that's very interesting because like to think about how it's actually affecting like the hedge fund guys, like the big guys that are now, like from what I understand, like, isn't like, and I could be wrong, isn't like the whole point of like, of those people. So like, Again, kind of like what I said before, beforehand, it's like 
GameStop still exists because <laughs> no yeah. one goes into GameStop anymore. Because, I mean, like, me and you grew up playing video games, and so, like, GameStop was, like, a treat, right? If we could just go yeah, in GameStop and look cool. at GameStop. It was, like, that's the bomb. But, like, dude, I haven't been in a GameStop in years. I went in one GameStop the other day just to see if they had something, and, of course, they didn't. <laughs> and it was just empty. There was, like, nothing there. There's a bunch of Wii stuff. And like you remember, like the sections used to be huge. Like in game, like you know, what I mean? like Xbox was like huge, PlayStation was like. It's like a whole corner of a store. It was like this corner was Wii, this corner was Xbox, this whole corner was PlayStation. Yeah, and we had like, like one vertical rack of stuff. You <laughs> yeah. know, what I mean, it's mostly Xbox, PlayStation now, and then like bins of like used games, mm-hmm. like tons of used games. It's like none of that anymore. There's like merch in there. There's like like plush toys, like weird, like point of purchase items and stuff. So it's like. It's definitely different. GameStop's definitely well. Like even before trash. COVID hit, it was, it was different because like oh yeah, you can download anything. Well, the new <laughs> yeah, and the new uh, the the new gen generation consoles. I mean, there's a whole like, there's two versions of them. There's one that takes hard disks, and there's one that's just download only. Like oh, on, is there really? Yeah, on the Xbox. It's not even like online, like playing through Steam. It's like. The actual Xbox you can download into. You don't have to go buy a hard copy anywhere. Well, yeah, I mean that's like I said. Well, you don't have an Xbox One, right? So I have an Xbox One, and basically, like you can download like any game, like oh, even yeah. old 360 games. Like you can just download yeah. to the to the Xbox. Now, like <clears throat> there is like you know still a room for. Um, hard disks but like for the most part like you're just gonna you're not gonna it. do that yeah you're just gonna go down it's the same price everything's electronic anyway and you can get it now like yeah. you don't have to drive anywhere you don't have to do you know and so like again like even if you want like a headset like a new um gaming headset or whatever you just order it like order off amazon like you know you like you look and we'll see which one you want which one you like and then you just order it like because gamestop had like accessories to controllers headsets microphones yeah whatever, things like that <clears throat> chat pads memory whatever. cards memory cards it's like you don't need like you don't need that anymore like you can just order so like i didn't even think like gamestop was even like <laughs> i thought it was falling like a bunch of like a bunch of retail stores well it was and that's see okay that's the whole thing about short selling right and that's that's what i was going to bring up because the reason I say that is because isn't like kind of like the ultimate goal, and maybe I heard this wrong. Maybe isn't the ultimate goal to like buy like a hedge fund guy, like a super rich person, to invest in something like this? Is so when the company goes under, and it they like are sold to another company, like let's say Steam or somebody bought GameStop for some reason. Well, now it's like worth more, right? So then when your stocks couldn't you like sell your stocks after the business is out and that way you can like come back with a bunch with a lot more money yeah i mean i think that's part of like your share is worth more because another company a more successful company has bought it yeah i i mean i don't know um i don't think that's the point of short selling stock but i do think that's something that hedge fund guys do is and they were basically running them out of business anyways with the short selling i mean they're you know they're betting on this to stock crashing and, mm-hmm. and going to like zero, right? That'd be perfect for them. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they bought at however many shares at like 30 bucks a share. Mm-hmm. 
and then they try to just tank it and get it to tank until it's like to as low as possible. Like perfect word for them, it goes to zero, so they or one dollar, so they could buy it all back and get the most difference, mm-hmm. right? So the short selling the whole the whole idea of short selling is making money off of people just dumping stock and just getting out and companies going under basically. Yeah. So yeah. So it, it so it's kind of like in hopes it, of the company failing. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, it's it's a whole strategy that people have done for a long time, and no one's questioned. I don't think, but like, that's what's interesting is is like okay, you look at that. It, it's kind of like gaming the system. It's kind of price manipulation in a way. Yeah. Have you know maybe not legally, price manipulation, like the illegal type, but it's taking advantage of how it works to make money. Yeah. Well, and that's why this is interesting about what happens with Reddit. You know what I mean? They kind of manipulated the price to go up, but I don't think that they did it in an illegal way mm-hmm. because they weren't really trying to be like providing any sort of false information or to be deceptive. They were just saying, "Hey, let's buy this stock. I like this stock. Let's do it." So um, their interior motive was pretty bad, you know. Probably, you know, you just want to bankrupt people. I don't right. think that's a great interior motive to have. But like legally, I don't think there's anything there. At least I haven't heard or seen anything, mm-hmm. you know. So they do that, and then you know, is this all just fair game, right? Is this just the way it is? Is there going to be some sort of regulation added to one person or the other? It's interesting to find out because you know. My personal opinion is when this happens, it is absolutely terrible for the market and for investing mm-hmm. because you just never know what's at risk mm-hmm. now, basically. But hedge fund guys, institution guys that have all the licensing, have all the those positions, have all the, the ability to borrow and and go and do, they have been manipulating prices and doing things behind the scenes anyway right. and so it feels more calculated right it feels more like things are in order when they do it because they do it in a large scale and they're quick and they've done it for a long time and there's a lot of math that goes behind it and then the, the people doing it social media wise just kind of feels chaotic mm-hmm. you know what i mean because yeah. it's not like one person with a large amount of money mm-hmm. it's a lot of people with a little bit of amount of money so right. it feels different it feels more volatile, but it's still the same kind of manipulation uh, from the way I see it. So, I'm afraid that they might do some kind of regulating just because like, a bunch of people can just get together and continuously do this to multiple companies. So when the, when the GameStop thing like fizzles out, they might do it to, like I don't know, just another company. They, like start, a, they started doing it to Dogecoin. Well, first of all, they did it to GameStop. They did it to AMC. They were trying to do it to AMC. They did kind of to an extent in Tootsie Roll, in Blockbuster. And the people who were in at the beginning made huge gains. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's the thing. Is like, is that going to be like... Is that just going to happen like now? There's, yeah. Like there might be some kind of regulation because like you, we can just like people can just all team up and start doing this to multiple companies and like... Yeah. I don't know. 
But like, how would you how would you police that? But is that even should that even be policed? Like, shouldn't people be able to just do what they want with their money? Right. Exactly. But that's the thing. It's like, you know, what's the right answer? Like, what's because that's the thing. I mean, you have like it's 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 because you can regulate hedge fund guys. Generally speaking, you can't. But like, you can in like it's like one person kind of doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's one person with a large amount doing it. And so if two or three of those guys get together and you have evidence that those two or three guys got together, you can be like, boom, this is illegal. Yeah, but like, but again, every pe- are you going to all of a sudden make something illegal just because you don't want them to do that? No, but there are things that are illegal is the thing. Oh, you mean, okay, they are doing illegal things within... They're like there are things that are existing that are illegal. Like if like one hedge fund guy got together with another hedge fund guy and was like, "Hey, let's uh, let's pump this stock up. Let's do like that." You know what I mean? There are rules in place that they can't okay. collude on. You mean things. existing rules, right? Okay. So the problem is, it's like how do you apply those to a ridiculous amount of individuals? You know what I mean? It's easier to regulate like a smaller number of people yeah than it is like just a huge span of people and it's like i bought amc when it was going up right mm-hmm. i'm not on the reddit board i'm not i wasn't even a part of any of the like screw these guys right it's just kind of right. like hey this is going up let's see if i can get a quick little flip but am i guilty then of these guys doing this crazy thing of like you know what i mean like price manipulation right you know what i mean like how do you you know what i mean how do you differentiate between someone just saying i want to buy I think, this i think the only thing you can do is just let it ride yeah you just let it ride and just let it happen and then everything go back to normal probably yeah i mean it's like like i said it's the big talk right now but still it's a good conversation because it brings up the conversation of if you start trying to change or implement things like how free can you be right and again it's like could could you say gamestop should or should not or could or could not do something to prevent i guess well i don't guess gamestop really has anything to do with it right yeah not really i mean they're kind of just they're just like an established company (laughs) kind of just witnessing it all i guess (laughs) that's what i'm saying like i don't guess they really have anything to do with it they they might be able to do like a stock buyback or something but i mean they don't have enough money to buy the stock back at the price it is now so they probably don't know what the fuck to think i mean (laughs) i think they're actually at one point they got they were worth more than um oh what was it they got valued higher than tesla at one point no it was close. It was something. No. Really? At one point, they were being valued higher than like, I, I can't, I think it was Tesla, but I don't remember. <laughs> um, I wonder if you could like do it compared to. Oh. GameStop, I'll put market value. Here we can do it manually. Yeah, I was going to see if you could like do it with when it was like next to other people. 
but I mean, maybe not. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's just the market cap times the price. Well, it would be shares outstanding. Or shares existing. I don't know the, the right terminology. Oops. What did I just do? No idea. I don't know. Worth more than $10 billion <laughs> for the first time. Okay. I don't remember what it was, but they... Uh... I don't know either. Hey, let's just give it another boost. So GameStop was at 67. So it was at 325, and Tesla is at 793. No. Etsy. It was it's higher than Etsy. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. Market cap is seven fifty two. They're at three twenty five. Open three seven three seventy nine. Volume, okay. I don't know. Anyway, who cares? But yeah, anyways, they got <laughs> absolutely like they're getting a lot of money, I think, off of it. But the problem is I don't know I just don't know enough about how it works on the back end for the companies. Yeah. Um, but again, I, feel like, I feel like it's not good. I feel like it's not good, and generally speaking, for your price to get. No, I mean I don't think so because that's the thing. It's like GameStop isn't really gaining anything from this. I don't think. I think they know just as well as anyone that it's just a phase, and they're just kind of like the puppet being used to, to. They're just being used. They're being used right now. Yeah. Which I mean, like, and it's, it's kind of a problem. I will say because it creates a certain level of uncertainty because they started doing it to Dogecoin because it's harder to control Dogecoin. Mm -hmm. And that's a crypto, that's a meme cryptocurrency. Yeah. And I don't have anything against it. But, um, I mean, dude, it rose. Um, do, yeah, with the G. Oh, G, Doge. It rose ridiculous amount because everyone was like, Doge to the moon, invest in Doge. And so people did and then made huge flips. How big are huge flips? Oh, dude, like like 200%. Let me 200%. Let me show, I'll pull up the chart if you can't find it. I'll pull up a chart. Let's look. Doge up 56% market cap. That's nuts. Yeah, so... Look at that. Look at that spike. Oh, yeah. Look at that spike. It's come down a little bit. Who cares, dude? That's crazy. Yeah, so people here, what was that? January 30, uh, 31st. And then that little peak was January 31st. And then it really started climbing. And that's, that's today. Um, oh, that's today. Sorry. I was like, what? All right, hang on. Let's do... Uh, can I switch it? XRP is up. Do one week. I don't. I don't. I don't know how to. Oh, one week. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at that spike. That so was people, on the twenty eighth. So people here were like, <coughs> like buy Doge, buy Doge, buy Doge. Yeah. Dude, that dropped. Mm-hmm. So theoretically, you want to buy here, <laughs> and then sell right here. And the thing about it is, is, if you look at the price, it's like. It's it's fractions of cents. It's not even like 
It's fractions of cents. Like yeah. you can throw like a ridiculous amount of money on there and be and be cool on. You know what I mean? That's crazy, man. Let's do one month. Yeah, there's a big spike. But see, like, how do you? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And that's. I mean, this is one of those things that is a little more volatile in nature in general. But the idea is okay. XRP, dude, it's going up. Yeah. Look at that. So the question becomes, you know, what's going to be, you know, the meal of the day, so to speak? Like, it creates this sort of like, I don't even want to be in in investing in anything because people could randomly come and just... Yeah. Now, the stuff I'm already invested in would absolutely love that, and then you can get a quick flip. But yeah, if but, you're like a long-term investor, if you're someone who just wants consistency, just throw my money in at the end of the day. And let it. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like this is dramatic. It's this the, is like day trader constantly. <laughs> yeah, it's like momentum, day trading. It's like that's all it's about is like, you know I mean? Quick, instant flips. But like if you do it on a large enough scale, it really can mess with, sort of people's willingness to go in into things because I feel like everyone's just kind of been like, okay, let's just get out. Yeah. Don't let this settle. So. I don't know, man. It's tough. Like I said, I mean, again, but like who controls that? Who who comes up with the rule? All right. So for universal investing, everybody investing, there's no one really over it, right? There's no one over like investing. Yeah, I mean the SEC. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The what? The SEC, which is Security Exchange Commission, I think. Am I making that up? I don't know, but I think the SEC. You know, they regulate a lot of things. SEC. Oh, S. Sorry. U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. So they would like come up with the rule. Of, yeah. Or or whatever. They would investigate create potential yeah different restrictions on things and they do have like got like you have to follow certain guidelines mm-hmm. i don't know them but and that's the interesting that's what they were saying though is like robin hood and these places that were restricting trade on those were basically saying look like we have to follow guidelines and they were having like cash flow issues so because when you use like a broker mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it's not instant it has to go to like a clearing house mm-hmm. and then in two days they move your money and then the stock comes. And so like all this stuff was happening so quickly, you know, so like it was risky for like Robin hood and these companies because they could yeah. get in, end up being in debt. What would you call that so. company? Robin hood, like trading platform. Yeah. Like a, like a retail broker platform. Online trading platforms for day trading. Well, I mean for day trading, but like we will so Robinhood, okay, interactive brokers, trade stations, Zach's Trade, as that Ally or Ally? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so like uh, online trading platforms. Yeah, so just trading platforms. Anyway. Um, yeah, no, it's interesting stuff, man. I, I was looking at swing trading. I thought that was super cool, but um, 
you got to kind of know what you're doing, and I don't. So yeah, um, dude, why don't you become like a? Why don't you become like a broker? Dude, I thought about trying to get whatever like the licenses, like the financial advising thing. Yeah. And then just doing that like on the side. Um, advice. Wait, advisor. What do you call it? Advisor certificate certification. Like if you just have to take a test, bro, sign me up. <laughs> Certified financial planner. Okay, so you're like a financial planner. Credential, Investopedia, CFP board. Still a cost. I don't know what it costs. I don't know if it's school or what it is. Oh, that's not bad. You're like six hundred bucks. <laughs> so you have to take it. an exam. If you fail, it's another six hundred bucks. But yeah. Right. It's a hire for okay, so review materials and or classes will run you anywhere from four hundred to fourteen hundred dollars depending on what you choose oh okay so you kind of i guess there's different like areas that you can kind of go into sounds complicated but it would be cool to have i mean you can also always look up financial planner average salary let's put usa for kicks and giggles oh yeah i'm sorry us 87 850 that's probably about right that makes sense. Because from what I understand, it's kind of like, it's one of those things that you kind of have to have like a clientele. Yeah. You know, so you might start out at like, I don't know, 20 or 25 or something. Then the next year, you kind of get some clients. Then the next year, you make like 40, 45, get more clients. And if you're good and you're getting all these people, you know, money and they're they're gaining and you're gaining then like you could eventually climb up because it yeah. says like um, the best paid twenty five percent made one hundred fifty four thousand four eighty. Yeah, I mean it'd be interesting to see if why the lowest paid twenty five percent was fifty seven seven eighty. So like, yeah. So that's the thing. All right, so you spend fourteen hundred dollars to get the certification. Yeah, that's not bad if you pass. <laughs> if you pass, well, it's kind of like selling real estate or something. Yeah. Like, you can exactly. make some killer money in real estate, but I heard that's, like, one of the toughest tests yeah, ever. <laughs> It'd be interesting to know if you could do that, like, casually, because obviously you'd have to be affiliated. I feel like you'd have to be affiliated with someone. You couldn't just, like, do it on your computer at home. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. If you put part-time. Because if you... See? I mean, there's part-time jobs near us, dude. <laughs> can you be a part-time financial planner? What is a part-time financial do as a part of financial planner? You work with clients to help them act, achieve their objectives. You do the same thing. Just, so, I mean, if yeah. you just had, like, a handful of clients. Yeah, I was saying, if you get, like, a couple people, dude, and you just did that, like, how much, I'd be interested to see how much you could make doing that, just, like, on a slow sort of, like, train, like, tech on well, a little I mean, bit. still, like, let's say that you, let's say, be your, hard let's say you your base it. salary is 40000 a year, and you make... 10 or 15 even if it's not that much i would assume you make more let's say you make 10 or fifteen thousand yeah. part-time doing this with like five people or whatever or 10 or whatever it is it's like all right you Easy. you added an extra like 20 percent to your <laughs> paycheck like that's pretty cool i assume it's one of those like contractor things do you think it's one of those contractor things so like if you make money then you have to like pay your taxes every quarter or every at work when tax season comes around, kind of like an insurance agent or a real estate or it'd probably be like that. I don't know though. But um, we'll get seems like it could be a good gig though. Like if you're into that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean for sure. 
especially because I feel like it'd be easy on a lot of people. Because I feel like most people would just be like, here's money, just throw it in something. So in 10 years and 20 years, I have this much more. Accredited investor. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, well, I was just trying to... How to become a credit investor? Uh, you go to Reddit <laughs> slash Wall Street Bets. Easy peasy. You just throw that on your like you fill out a resume, <laughs> fill out a resume, and the only thing on the resume is GameStop, and like all right, you're hired. <laughs> this is my percent gain. Dude, some people have posted what they've made from GameStop. Yeah, like dudes that bought in at like five bucks. At five, just five dollars. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, they make, dude. They're, they're up like five million, ten million, fifteen million. Like F- from five dollars. No, when GameStop stock was five dollars, they bought like oh. a, a boatload, and then now that's three hundred some dollars. So they're in the, the gain is, and like they're not millions. selling because they want to hold the line. They want to hold the line, bro. Dude, I would be freaking <laughs> yeah. out right now. Like I don't play that, man. This. Oh my gosh, my anxiety would go through the roof. Oh, for people who don't know, I'm kind of like, what's the word? Touchy when it comes to money. <laughs> Is that the word I'm looking for? Uh, yeah. Maybe not touchy. Maybe like I'm very frugal. Particular. I get, I, I get yeah, particular. That's a good word. So like, holy crap! Like I would be the worst person to go to Vegas with or something because like I'd start out with a hundred. Would you hold the line? If I, if I might, I don't know, dude. You wouldn't hold the line. I might would for a couple of days. So like when it hit that big spike, so when it went up seventy percent overnight, I'd be like, "What?" And if I knew what all was going on, like the whole hold the line thing, well now it's up like three hundred and whatever. It's like I at this point I might be selling because I would be freaking out. Dude, I'd I, be like, "There's I'm not I'm be like I'm not chancing this. Like I'm selling it because any literally any minute it could just." Yep, <laughs> and and I would be freaking out. I'd be yeah. like, no, 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 I can't. Honestly, I might would. I don't know if it went up that quick because it didn't. Didn't it go up seventy percent overnight? Oh yeah, dude, no, it shot up, and it was funny too because we were talking about it one night, and it was like two hundred some bucks a share, and we're just like, oh man, that's crazy. I guess it's probably too late though, right, to get in. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the next day, it's up to like three something. We're like, bro, what? Yeah, I know. And it so went like fifty percent. I don't know. I say that like if I saw it jump seventy seven percent overnight, I'd be like, something's wrong. I'm selling. <laughs> but then probably hate myself because it went up again. And then, oh yeah, but no, but, dude. Once you yeah. sell, bro, you just you just sell. And then, like if it's that much, if it's enough to where you could just like buy a house, like just straight, and yeah. then you know invest in some stuff. Um, well, quit um, your job for like a couple of years and just try to like find yourself. You know what I mean? If it was that much money, yeah, then I feel like you would should just sell and then just not look at it again. You know what I mean? Yeah, for a healthy mind, just don't look at it. Yeah, anymore. That's a good idea. So, um, but yeah, no, I mean, wild, bro. Again, like we were talking about the regulations and stuff. It's like, I don't know. I guess the government could step in and be like. That's what I'm worried about, man. I don't want... Stop. Yeah, I don't want... You know, I'm all for, like, stick it to the man. You know, and I think what these hedge fund guys do is largely, you know, just void of ethics. Oh, it's very selfish. Right. And I think most of them are pissed that retail people like us could 
just manipulate prices the way they manipulate prices. You know what I mean? I feel like... Right. They, but, like, who's right? <laughs> who knows? Because, I, like, you can call them selfish for manipulating the system. I think it goes both ways. Yeah. I, I think the, what people are really looking at now is, like, is this, like, a class warfare thing? Are people... You know what I mean? There are people like me who are like, man, I really wish we could just have stable, honest yeah. markets to like operate in. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is you do have sort of an, a power dynamic there. And it would be unfair, I believe, for our government to start creating regulations and enforce things on individuals when they're not doing it on people and in, in institutions who are in positions of power. I think that's a bad mix. Mm-hmm. I think it's a bad mix. So. Well, I mean, that's the thing. If you start doing that, then you're... Because you're basically implementing rules and laws onto yourself. So let's yeah. say that Congress comes in and they're like, we're stopping this from civilians to be able to manipulate the system or whatever. Right. But, like, they are also, like, don't tell me that you don't have investments. Don't tell me you don't have some kind of retirement or something going on. So, like, well, from what I understand, I mean, government is, you don't get into career politician unless you're in it for the money. Like, the back door, like, money, dirty money. Dude, you have to, bro. (laughs) Anyway, That pisses me (laughs) off so much, bro. You get elected by the people. And then you just troll around and do nothing for years, and then you write a book, and then you're scot free, and then you're worth nine million dollars, <laughs> and that's it. Retire happy, get a Twitch following, <laughs> start selling merch. Yeah, merchandise. God, you get a good like following base, and then even if you're voted out, you're. It. I mean, yeah, dude, you're, you're chilling, good. bro. You're good. I think like the doesn't the average like Congress. Um, Congress, wo- congressman, congresswoman, don't they have like a hundred and some thousand a year already? I think so. Yeah, I I know they make more than the median income, which I think is uh, ridiculous. Yeah. Um. Freaking paid by taxpayers to do absolutely nothing. Congressman's salary and all of the positions that are like lifetime positions, like senators. Yeah, let's. Uh, we need to get rid of that. Yeah, do term I limits. I don't love that. That seems crooked as piss to me. I think our whole government system is weird. So the average, so the average congressman's salary is one hundred seventy-four thousand a year. Dude, bro, they gotta take these guys down a notch. There's just no way. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I get it. You know, there's a lot goes into it. I mean, the I think it's weird that the president's salary is four hundred thousand. Think it should be more. Don't you think it's weird? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's kind of weird that like they have like a salary. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like you're, like you're the president. You should be able to just kind of like. It should be kind of like a net zero thing. Like you just get yeah. your stuff taken care of. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Like you, you, they already give you a house. They give you transportation, yeah. guarded transportation. You can pretty much go and do whatever you want. Like as far as like at with security. So like if you want to go to a ball yeah. game or something, it's like. You could probably just like walk in, but yeah, right this way, Mr. President. Like it's yeah. like it should just be like a really sweet retirement plan. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I think it's weird that the, you have a salary, and I think it's even kind of weird for congressmen to have a like 
salary because they're the same way. It's like you just, I mean, I understand that there is a home life. Like, you know, you have yeah. to have like, you have to make a living or whatever. So, all right. So maybe congressmen, senators, all right, maybe they need a salary. Because, I mean, like even your mayor and stuff of a town has a salary. But like, yeah. as far as president, like you already have everything handed to you anyway. So like, why do you need a $400,000 salary? Yeah, I don't know, man. Why you need any salary? I mean, I mean, I guess they still buy buy food, maybe. I don't think that they buy food, dude. You're probably right. <laughs> you have a whole White House to yourself. You don't think there's like ten chefs in there? Yeah. That prepare your stuff every day, like. You're probably right. Anyway, that's what I'm saying. So, like, the whole point, all of this comes around to say, like, it's not like congressmen, senators, the president. Vice president, it's not like they don't have investments and they don't have stuff going on, like in their personal financial life. Like they have to. So, like, mm-hmm. how much are they really going to mess with it? And if they mess with it, it says how they. But, that, cre- but that's if, the if thing, they create though. the rule, but that's the thing. They'll though. know the way around the rule, right? It, well, that, <laughs> and the fact of the matter is, is they're probably not going to create a rule that applies to them. You know what I mean? They're going to craft it so specifically to the people who don't have the same information as them. Mm-hmm. See, that's the thing. And this is something that's super interesting where, like, Nancy... Ooh. Gotta be careful doing that. <laughs> kind of hurt. But, like, <laughs> something came out where, like, Nancy Pelosi bought, like, all these... Invested in all these different things or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the next day you hear that, like... And, again, I should probably, you know, verify this. But apparently then the next day there's, like, some announcement about how... Biden wants to turn all the federal fleet into EV electronic vehicles. Yeah, and it's just like it's just interesting. You sit and look at, it and you're just like, you can't say that these things are like illegal or rigged or whatever. But it's just like the people in power, they do have an access to information that other people don't, mm-hmm. and it is illegal to use. Insider trading is illegal. Ace asymmetric information using asymmetric information to invest and make money is illegal Mm -hmm. i understand that however it's hard to enforce and you know other people there's certain people who haven't certain people who don't you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so if you want to start creating rules because you don't like what's happening on like one end of the spectrum you know you don't like what these people are doing so let's create a rule Mm -hmm. about this i think that's a dangerous game just across the board yeah i mean i think you need something that you can apply unilaterally if you're going to do anything you know what i mean because mm-hmm. i feel like if you start getting super specific it's just targeting people mm-hmm. and that's never going to end well you know yeah exactly i mean that's the thing that's because that's why they there's, say there's no right answer like because like you said you can't target just a specific group of people well again like for example and that's the reason i looked this up so like you can't target like the hedge fund guys yeah and start putting a bunch of rules and regulations on them because like that's not fair to them versus everyone else because they're just as free and they should be as free as everyone else just like how like there are certain politicians that believe like the rich are evil kind of thing yeah so then they'll target yeah yeah they like target the rich the wealthy well, dude, okay, I'm telling you. If your salary is 174000 a year or 193000 a year or whatever, and you're a senator for, oh, I don't know, 20 years, you're a millionaire. Yeah. 
You're chilling, bro. You're cool. Yeah, man. like let's say that you live. I don't care. Let's say you live on fifty thousand a year. You make one hundred seventy-four thousand. You live on fifty thousand. If you actually like put back all that money for I don't know x amount of years, like you're a millionaire easily. <laughs> like you just have to play the you just have to play the game long enough. That's yeah. all it is. And it's like it's so like game. so like is is the wealthy really evil? Is it really is it are they really evil? Well, all right, who who's been in who's been in office who's been in some kind of political office for a long time well that's why they try joe biden <laughs> well his i think his honestly i think his net worth is nine million you know it's interesting i think so too but i i googled it and it didn't come up really yep um net, she's 80 <laughs> wow oh i don't think what is nancy pelosi's net worth uh, one hundred fourteen point seven million. One hundred and fourteen. She's worth one hundred fourteen million dollars. Yeah, but the wealthy. Chris evil, Collins right, is one fifty four. I don't even know who that is. Don Bayer. Who else? Yeah, I, who else is I, in I really that crew? wish we could be more specific. Who else is in that crew? Um, like of career politicians. Besides, like Nancy, you might could have like a. Even uh, Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. I think we should get rid of all of them, dude. Nancy, yeah, be, Mitch. Needs to be restructured. Um, what's his, his name? His net worth is $34 million. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. Rank. Okay. $43 million, $41 million. Chuck Schumer. $39. All of them. Chuck Schumer. Yeah, let's see what his is. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, but I'm just saying, like, don't you can't tell me that you're worth $30-some million and don't have investments. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying... So like, there's no way that they're gonna. There's no way. Uh, Who do you say? Unless they're targeting people, yeah, Chuck oh, Schumer. Right. Oh yeah, Chuck Schumer. Um, nine hundred thousand. Good for you, Chuck. Really? Not even a millionaire. What are you doing with your life, bro? Well, you know, that's his. That's his American accounts. <laughs> I'm just messing. Um. Anyway, I don't care, dude. Nine hundred thousand. Still, dude. I mean, yeah. That's still like he he would be considered wealthy, don't you think? I mean, that's pretty wealthy. I don't even know. Yeah, that's if you if you own nine hundred thousand dollars and don't have any debt. I think it's yeah. pretty wealthy. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I mean, you know, and that's he... probably not including his retirement account, his federal retirement account. So. You know, throw another million in there. He's got so he's stuff worth, going He's on. worth $1.9 million. <laughs> that, yeah, well, <laughs> and that's the thing I would like to know. It's like, what's the line? With all the talk about, like, wealth tax, this and that, like, you know, people have generally have a disdain for rich people. Mm-hmm. But it's like, where's that line at? Because it's like... I have a question. How will you file your taxes because you have investments with Robinhood? Does Robinhood send you something? Yeah, they have. You can print out PDFs of all the dividends and everything. Um, so that's how they do it. They send you a. Uh, what would, yeah. is it like a W two or like a ten ninety nine or? I don't know. I haven't even looked at it. I, I've seen it on the thing. You can actually find it on the app too. They send you the documents that kind of break it down. Um, but I don't think I have like, I haven't taken anything out. So I don't think I'll be taxed on anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, they send you a ten ninety nine. Ten ninety nine. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So but that's the thing. You would only be taxed on your the gains that you on the gains. But I'm pretty sure I just I invest back everything, the dividends yeah. and everything. So you should be okay this year. Yeah. I just never really thought about that. As you, far as like, if you have your your own, like you don't go through financial planner or nothing, you just do your own stuff. But anyway. Yeah, it's sketchy. I have a tax guide though, so I'm hoping I can just take those to them and be like, "Hey, read this. <laughs> tell me what. Tell me what I need to know for like the future." Because right now it wouldn't be in a whole lot anyway. Do you have some money put so, back just in case? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. in case you owe the government money. <laughs> we're we're good. We're good. Dude, there's no way that I owe this year. <laughs> I have there. I have so much federal tax come out, dude. There's no way. My stuff is still zero on my W four, or whatever. I just changed it at my company this year, where I am declaring myself as a dependent. So all of last year, I paid taxes as like zero declared. So you know what I'm talking about. So now, so now, okay. Not when I go to file my taxes, but when I'm like through the company yeah i know what you're saying so you you can put yourself as a dependent it gives you more money up front really yeah i didn't even know that i don't really have actually i think on mine i have zero dependents that's probably why it takes so much out which is fine but you'll like, get some back pretty much always yeah yeah but that's my goal my goal is to have just enough come back you know what i'm saying like just enough not I don't want like an $8,000 tax return because you're giving the government way too much money. But I also don't want to owe the government anything. So the sweet spot is probably like, I think last year we got like 400 back, almost 500. So like that's a pretty good sweet spot. Yeah. Give or take 1,000, I think is a good safe spot in tax return. Dude, I worked. From what I understand. What was it? I barely worked that much in 2019 mm -hmm. i had an internship at the start of the year and then i had my job at the end of the year like summer was i didn't really do anything um i got back like like 600 700 bucks what yeah so well your dependent thing was zero freaking right? yeah freaking shelling money out so hey take it robin hood here <laughs> dude yeah no i mean like the way i look at it it's like i have a certain amount in my head of like okay if i have this much do you just... invest like a certain percent of your of your paycheck or Okay. Exactly. And I've changed it lately, recently, to get a little more risk involved. Mm. <laughs> but, um... Are you, is that what you're trying to do? You're trying to, like, do these investments and stuff to, like, help yourself gain more to, like, buy a house or yes. buy something? Okay. So, so are you just going to cash everything out at some point, or you think you're always going to... Oh, dude. I'm, I probably, you haven't thought I'll, that far. I probably always do something. Yeah. What that looks like is up in the air right what i what i have i have a few things going i really have one thing that's like a big chunk of money of something that i believe like will grow over time mm -hmm. and i just want to see how that goes i'm hoping i can get a good like just a good return on that by the end of this year i just mm -hmm. want to see how that grows over the course of the whole year you know what i mean but then there are other things i got going on where um you know you get to 20 percent up on it it's like sell and then get into something else. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, yeah. And I got a few things that like I, I would consider long-term because they're like energy or electric vehicles. Are you invested in solar? In hydro yeah. 
You know what I mean? That's awesome. Yeah. Because like in 10 years, like maybe something's there. So it's it's lost money right now. 20 but. years. <laughs> 25 maybe. Yeah. You never know. So we'll see. Um, I, I'm calling 20. And it's not enough to where like it's going to hurt my feelings if like in 10 years it's like they go bankrupt and what's in there is gone. Like, you know what I mean? In 20 years it's not going to All right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and that's kind of the, the goal like in my head where it's like, just don't put anything in the way you'd be like, first of all, in a bad financial situation if it all went away or like something that's going to like affect you like mentally. Because I don't want that either. But the goal is um, just to see how much in a year, uh, if I put in this amount, how much gain can I get in a year? Okay. Based off just da 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 da. I figured that out, then, then it's then it's a game. Then it's oh, okay, right? Mm-hmm. So I can get doing these sort of t- tactics and these sort of moves. I can get make this much more based off of how much I put in. So, um, yeah, and eventually I would love to get enough to put a large enough down payment on a home so that the payment is smaller. So that oh, yeah. so right so that way I could live in for like a little bit, but then rent it out. Oh yeah, and then get something that probably smaller, like get something kind of nice that's like cool and a good spot, rent it, and then get something kind of less nice and live in it, and then rent this out, and then hopefully when they it gets paid off, this gets paid off, whatever, I'll have a big net worth, and then you can sell all, you can sell both of that, flip and whatever. Yeah, Yeah, all right, that's a good plan. I like that. That's the plan. We'll see. I still don't have credit. I got to work on that. So you don't have any credit. You know what? You don't really need it though. Like, you don't really need it because like if you, if you're kind of doing that plan like what you're saying, and you have like a good chunk of money or whatever, like, like you go to your bank wherever you bank, and you're like, hey, I want to buy this house or this condo or whatever, and they look in your bank account and you've got a pile of cash in there. It's like, like okay, and like, okay, your credit your credit doesn't even matter. Like, it right. it doesn't matter. Like. Because at that point they know, like, that you're not stupid with money, and you have you have the cash for the down payment and all that stuff. And then they look at your, and you look at your like income, like your annual income, because you know when you apply for a loan, you have to put it on. Right. So then at that point, it's like, all right, you can put you can put thirty percent down on a house. I right, yeah, your credit doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying like you're going to put thirty percent down on this house or even fifty percent down on this house. It's like, yeah, you're good. <laughs> you right. know, I mean, that in my opinion, or even twenty. I bet like even you could get away with like twenty percent. And they're like, all right, like you don't have a history of credit, but like we obviously see that you aren't. You're responsible. Yeah. You know, you could that. handle having a loan. You know, so, right. Um. Yeah, I mean, having and it, even that will give you like a solid credit score, right? You know yeah, saying? like you'd think, right? So whenever you do take out your first loan or whatever, it should be good. So anyway, yeah, the credit doesn't really matter as long as you have the cash. Yeah, which exactly. But I'd love to get like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd love to to mess around and learn about it so I could do that, and then eventually have just a good sum. Uh, of money that I can just give to somebody like a financial advisor yeah, and be like hey could you help me with this because I don't know what I'm doing yeah you know what I mean so that's kind of that's kind of the plan 
we'll cool. see but uh yeah maybe i can get if i bought some freaking gamestop we would be you'd be out dude be right on our way you'd be but... out <laughs> you quit your job and everything i wouldn't but like <laughs> i could and that would be see that would be the power you know yeah. what I mean? that's that, that's what would feel good about going to work because you're like i don't have to be here <laughs> <laughs> right um i just i just looked up i was like, average american credit score 7-11 that's not bad for the average american credit score no that's not bad at all no i thought it'd be worse i thought it would be a lot worse it's weird i hear so many different things like i heard that you're i've heard both but i heard that you're supposed to keep a balance you're supposed to get like three different credit cards keep a balance on them and just pay them off and i'm like i, I it's not you don't have to that's why that's why you I don't have to i mean that's how you gain good credit if you want a credit score of like 850 yeah go ahead but like dude, it's not it's not needed not unless right. you're planning on buying a million dollar house, right? I'm like, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, they they might want some credit history on that, but still, like I say, if you have the cash, it's like. I fig- I figure I'm white. I'll just shave, wear a suit, and they'll give me the one, right? Yeah, pretty much. That's what I'm saying. Like the credit score doesn't. I mean, like I have a credit card and stuff, but like I use it like a debit card. Like I don't. Sp- Spend yeah, I wouldn't mind unless... getting a credit card and just pay it off immediately. But the whole idea of keeping a balance to build credit, I, I don't love that. No, seems, no, it's not weird. needed. You don't have you don't you don't have to do it. Yeah, but you have to do something though because the banks won't give you loans. Again, well, like I said, I mean, like just put you, enough down. I mean, if you have the cash just sitting in your yeah in yeah, your in your bank account, and you go to your bank and you're like, hey. This is what I have. This is what I make. This is what I'm going to put down. We should be good to go. Like, theoretically, is that's the way it sure. should be. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, I mean, like I said, I do have, like, I mean, I have a pretty good credit score and everything. I mean, like, I have a credit card or whatever. But, I mean, like, unlike you, I had a truck loan. And oh, I yeah. have, you know, like I said, I have a credit card. Now I have a house loan. And so, like, I... I just naturally have it. Like, well, actually, I will say this. My parents did really well. My parents, like, blessed me. I was coming up. When I was 16, they gave me a credit card with my name on it, but they paid for it. And so basically, the credit card was for gas and food. Right. And that was it. So instead of, instead of them, so when I was in high school or in school and not working, it was like instead of me turning around, handing you a twenty dollar bill every time you need gas, every time you need, you know, you go out to eat with your friends or whatever. It was like just use the card, and I never used it except for yeah gas seems- and food. I mean, like that's all I used it for. I never used it like for dates or for like you know a pair of pants or shirts or whatever. So like that kind of started my credit score. Yeah. So I'm cool. very thankful that my parents did that. Shout out to mom and dad. But again, at the same time, it's like then after that, I mean, I got you know a truck loan, and then I got yeah, you know the, things like that. And yeah. I have my own credit card with my own name and stuff on it. But like, like I said, I use it like a debit card. I don't have like credit card debt and stuff like yeah. the interest rate, and it's it's sketchy too because credit card interest rates are like stupid high. Yeah, I'm you just... may you may not even want to get into that. It's up to you. I you may don't not even want to get, want to get into, into that. it, but I mean, I don't. I just, you know, you know. Um, interest rate, yeah. 
uh, average credit card interest Jeez. rate is 17.87%. It's a dangerous game to play. It's not... Oh, no. But like I said, I, I'm... Because because I am who I am, and I'm so just like lasered in on my finances. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, me too, dude. like I pay attention to like every dollar. Um, I don't I don't miss like a credit card payment or nothing. I mean, like I don't. Um, but like I said, you should be fine. Like if you have that, if you have enough cash built up and your and your annual income is on point, then like. You should have no problem buying a house or whatever. <clears throat> yeah, well, that's that would be the goal, I guess. But just it'd be executing that um, yeah. because you know, I mean, there's it's interesting, right? Because saving money, like, I have a friend who he doesn't do any investing. He has a Roth IRA, which he, is, I mean, yeah, still it's kind of investing, but it's not like it's very like safe, solid. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's just who he is, right? He's an accountant. He's a tax accountant. You know what I mean? And he might be more into it now than he was. I don't. I haven't talked to him mm-hmm. about it in a while. But he was very much just like, no, like you just save money. Like you make money, and then you don't spend as much as you make, and then you have money. Like that was his. I mean, idea. it's a good point. <laughs> it's a good point. Um, but you know, there's all sorts of different levels of that too, right? Because it's like, um, you know, everyone has a different income level. Mm-hmm. Everyone has different, you know, and and. That's not the that's not the inequality that that's there. It's the fact that like, um, expense wise, you know, you have a certain amount at the end of the year that you have mm-hmm. you didn't spend right. You saved mm-hmm. hopefully, right? Right. And depending on what that number is, like that could be, you know, you can minimize your expenses to where this is such a is that you can have the same percentage. You know what I mean? Of expenses to saved, mm-hmm. no matter what your income level is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But the number of saved is so different, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So the idea would be, well, okay, I mean, our expenses are still the same, all right? I'm still saving as much percentage-wise as you are, mm-hmm. but let's uh, let's take what I have, and instead of just leaving it and sitting it, let's invest it. Right. Mm-hmm. So now I'm investing it. So now I'm spending the same much as you percentage wise and I'm making more percentage wise because I've invested it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like now I can save the same much as people who make a lot of money. But since my expenses are so low, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I that's that, that would be the con. That would be the idea. Yeah. Behind like what are you doing with money sitting in your bank? Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing, like with a Roth or something. It is going with the market, but it's like it's like constantly growing. But it's it's for the long haul. That's what a yeah. Roth is. It's for the long haul. Whereas like, which I mean, doing investments like that is you can do it for the long haul, but it is kind of like a. It is kind of it's more towards that quick turnaround, kind of thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you don't buy like. That's the thing. Like you're going to check your investments. Like you invest in GameStop, you invest in AMC or whoever, and then like you're going to check it because like all right, if it's up or Bitcoin. Like if it's up, <laughs> all right, I can make I can make a profit on this investment right now. Yep. And you do it, which is great. But again, that's for the right now. Whereas like a Roth is like 
it's still kind of doing the same thing, but you basically just don't look at it and let the market. So if you keep if you keep putting money into it, it will continue to grow off that increased growth. You know what I'm saying? So let's say you start out with ten thousand, the next year you have twelve thousand in it, or eleven thousand in it, whatever. Now it's growing off that eleven thousand. Yeah. And so not only does it make, let's say it makes a thousand, so now you have twelve thousand, but you put another thousand in it. So now not only is it growing off of twelve thousand, you put another thousand. So now it's growing off of thirteen thousand. Yeah. And then fourteen, fifteen. Now it's working. So now you're up to like you start out with ten thousand. Now your Roth is working off of twenty thousand dollars. So now you like you are basically you have twenty thousand dollars in this Roth account that's playing with that's in with the market. So now your return is even so then it just like now it still does like well I'll do it this way for the camera. So it still does like this. Right. It'll go up and down, but in the long haul it will. Yeah. In theory <laughs> in theory it will go up but that's the thing like i have a i have a book that shows basically over the past 30 years this like like a stocks and like the market over the past like 30 years overall and like ira accounts and stuff and basically dude and in 2008 it has the dip oh god in 2008 dude, it, crushed it, it, it crushed but even then over time now it's still higher than it was in 08, like yeah. the 20 years or whatever it was before that so yeah, like, yeah. for the people but, who, for the people who didn't have to sell <laughs> right so like it's yeah. uh well even with covid dude i mean i talked i talked to somebody who's got like a i don't know if it was like a tsp or a ira or something at their retirement account and this it's, it's going it's going aggressive he was like when covid hit he was like yeah he was like uh i lost fifty thousand dollars <laughs> He was like, it'll come back. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. You don't worry about it. It might drop 50000 but you know you're going to keep putting stuff into it for the next ten, five or ten years. So then it will eventually come back and go past whatever you lost. Right. You just got to stay in it long enough. But the idea also is is that, like, so, like, right now, for, like, my retirement stuff, it's super aggressive. It's basically, it's really aggressive because you get more of a return like that. Right. But the closer I get to 59 and a half, it'll be less, I can choose to make it less aggressive. So if the market drops like 2008, I won't lose like however many, like $100,000 or something. Yeah. I I might only use, I might only lose like a couple 10,000 or something. And yeah. then and then it can still come back, but that's the thing. So like you kind of have to play with it the older that you get, because obviously the older you get, the closer to retirement that you're going to get. You want it to be less aggressive because <laughs> you don't want your life savings to just. Yeah, that's the way. I look, that's the way I look at it now. I mean, that's what everyone kind of tells you when you go out and like think about it and look at it. It's like the younger you are, the obviously the more risk you can have. Yes. You know what I mean? So. You know, because like I said, like right now you throw couple thousand dollars into something because you think hey maybe this will work out and then you lose it like in 10 years that two grand is going to mean nothing exactly now when you're like 69 70 years old <laughs> you know you're just getting passive income and stuff like 
that's a that, big deal. That's yeah. now you're okay. Well, maybe we don't want to lose two grand. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I mean, yeah, at, at this time, like, I mean, you should be like as gre- as aggressive as we can be. Like, it's stressful, dude. It's freaking stressful, especially well, when someone comes out. And the out. problem is, which I feel like you do this. See, I don't do this like with my retirement stuff or whatever. But again, you're you are in more like firsthand investing than I am. Dude, it's so much fun. Dude. I know it is, but that's the thing. You're checking it every day. That's why it's stressing uh, yeah. you out because you check it every day. Yeah, there was one day where I was like, I'm just not gonna look at it because like I just because it's like it's on a that da- everything's going down right now, so I was just you, like, there's just no point to even. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Um, you know, it's not bad because you kind of just trust the process and like, hey, you know, what I mean, like I thought this out. You know what I mean? It's cool. But what's getting me now is the fact that all this stuff comes out about Robinhood, which is what I've been using. So I'm probably gonna switch it because like sketchy stuff. It's come out about it, and I just don't want any part of it. So now that I think it's bad or it's gonna go poorly for everyone or anything, I just just I I'm tired of having their name in like these articles or in the news cycle. Well, they're the biggest. They're like the biggest company in it, right? Yeah, they're like the biggest trading platform. Yeah, for like retail people and stuff. Yeah, and like it's really, but thankfully them becoming that has allowed these other places to create apps and to create commission-free trading platforms for people. Now, how so. does that work, that commission-free stuff? <laughs> Do you know how that works? Yeah, and it basically works like you... you like, how does the you, company stay in business if it's commission-free? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got a few options, right? You got other cash flows, right? Other sources of income. Do, do you have advertisements and stuff on the app? No. So what... Well, how they make money is, let me see if I get this correct, right? Do I need to look it up? Yeah, I mean, if you want to know, for sure, for sure. But basically, they work with the clearinghouses and uh, these companies that basically trade the stock. And when you send in a buy order, um, okay. yeah, when you send in like a buy order, they go and they buy the stock from somewhere else. They, and when they send your money to like these places that have the stock, they basically pay Robinhood to do your transaction for you. So these like brokerages, like um, like Robinhood, that's like a go-between basically. And the places that own that does the trading of the stock, they pay Robinhood for the ability to trade your stock basically now that makes sense see how right you are <laughs> yeah uh this is on financial samurai.com that sounds trustworthy i don't know i might look somewhere else um in other words sorry deposits um okay Charles Schwab pays you a lower interest rate on your cash deposits with the firm and earns a higher interest rate lending or investing the money elsewhere. These aren't the same. Oh. Because a lot of these places like Schwab and like all those, they, they make money elsewhere. So sometimes they will do commission-free just to be competitive. Oh, and I also heard they sell your information to like hedge funds and stuff. They what? 
I heard they like sell your information, your trading information to like hedge funds and stuff. Oh, really? So that they can get a, yeah, so they can get a more complete picture of what's happening in the market. Now that makes sense. Um. Broker guys better price, but quotes you. Older or worse price if your price category is zero. Of course, of course, of course. I don't know. Yeah, so that makes sense. What you said. Yeah, um, and that's what they're saying. Where it's like uh, you're not Robinhood's customers. What people have been saying. Like you got to realize you're not actually their customer. Hmm. You don't really make them. You know what I mean? Money. They're not getting paid by you. So if something you're doing is affecting the person paying them. Okay, that makes sense. But again, that's the thing. I mean, that line of like freedom. Yeah, man, it's all up in the air. Who knows, bro? Because you know, private companies, freedom. I mean, private people will get to do what they like want to do with their money. I don't know. It's weird. I'd hate no, to be in that position. I'm, yeah, I'd hate to be in the U. Would you say SEC? I'd hate to be in the SEC right now. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> oh my god be terrible i think though you know it's one thing where it's like i don't know i don't know <laughs> if you want to turn someone down that's fine but it would be kind of like you know but you let them it would be weird to be like let someone trade and then start putting in restrictions here and there it's like even as a private company like sure and even if that's not illegal Sure, but it's just kind of lame. So, yeah, I agree. So, all right, man. Well, this is good. Um, I'm gonna wrap it up, and um, I think that we accomplished a lot. Again, I've learned a lot. A lot was said. So, <laughs> all right, sounds good. Again, remember we're on all platforms, or not all, most platforms: Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, uh, YouTube, all the good ones. <laughs> yeah, all the good ones. Um. Anyway, so, oh, Apple Podcast. Anyway, so um, let us know what you think. If you have any comments or maybe we have misinformation about something or, you know, oh, whatever. I guarantee. We had some misinformation. I mean, that's fine. Like I, I said, didn't. we're just here for the fun of it and just to learn it on the fly and everything. So, um, again, this is Theoretically, Stuart Wilkins, Peyton Hutchins. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace.